0: There's a story from the time of the Russian Czars, which tells of a priest who was walking along minding his own business one day when all of a sudden uh, a member of the royal Guard stopped the priest and asked him the question, "What is your name? Why are you here? Where are you going?" The priest was somewhat taken aback, but then he looked at the, the guard quizzically and he asked the guard, "How much do they pay you a month to be a guard?" Now the guard was somewhat taken aback and he said, uh, they they pay me three kopecks a month. The priest looked at him straight in the eye and said, I will pay you 30 kopecks a month if you will stop me every week and ask me those same questions. What is your name? Why are you here? Where are you going? I love that story because it reminds us that, that we need to be reminded about those things. What is the one thing that we are living for? What is our name? Why are we here? Where are we going? And it's so difficult sometimes in the world and we can get so distracted. It reminds me of the text from Acts. Uh, in, in Acts, we see this verse, Acts 21, 33 through 34, Uh There was a commander who had arrested Paul. Let me read the text. It says, The commander arrested Paul and ordered him bound with two chains. And he was asking the crowd who he was and what he had done. And some shouted one thing and some another. Since he couldn't find out the truth in all the uproar and confusion, he ordered that Paul be taken to the fortress. I don't know, that text makes me laugh because sometimes I feel like that. That commander where people are shouting one thing or another and I'm having a hard time figuring out what is actually taking place. What's going on in the world around me? You ever feel that way? Ever feel chaotic or distracted in this? This commander felt that way. He's being pulled in many different directions. Even as pastors, we can get that way. Uh, We can be pulled in so many different directions. And there are all these things out there vying for our attention and, and it's easy to be distracted and to forget the one thing for why we are here. Even working in the church, sometimes we can get distracted. We're doing all these good things. And it would be easy to discern between doing good things and bad things. You know, there's so often where it's an easy decision. Should I do this good thing or this bad thing? And it's, it's an easy choice. But too often in life, it's not the bad things that buy for our attention. It's so many different good things that vie for our attention. And sometimes these good things can get in uh, in place of the great, the one thing that we should be focused on, Jesus Christ. And even in the church, so many times we are distracted. And anything is an idol when it gets in the way of the one thing. Work can be an idol. Family can even be an idol. School, whatever it is that gets in uh, the way of the one thing, we can make an idol of it. The, the trouble is that the great is too often sacrificed at the feet of the good. And that's why it is so important for us to be a people of vision and purpose that is constantly asking the question, what is my name? Why am I here? Where am I going? This is so important for us. We have to have the right focus, the right vision. Uh, we can, and when we do, we can gain clarity and understand who we are, where we're going. In the Gospel of John, uh, we come upon a blind man who's been blind since birth. And he's healed by Jesus. And the religious leaders are taken aback uh, by this healing that Jesus did. And so they start to question the blind man about his healing. And they're battering him over and over again. And they're asking, you know, if Jesus is a sinner or not. And I love this guy's response. We find it in John nine twenty five. He says this, He replied, whether he, Jesus, is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. I love that response. Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But this is the one thing I know. I was once blind, but now I see. It's the same with me. No matter what's going on in the world around me, if I can focus on that, I once was blind, but now I see. The world will try to confuse us. And uh, the world tries to think that Jesus is a sinner, that he's not who he says he is. But if we could remember this one thing, we once were blind, but now we see. That should be our response. Anytime we we, uh, encounter the world that tries to distract us or confuse us, the world truly is walking around in spiritual blindness. It's trying to convince us that Jesus isn't who he says he is. But we have seen the Lord, and that makes all the difference in the world. I was blind, but now I see. But even after we come to saving faith in Jesus, the world constantly tries to confuse us, doesn't it? The world constantly tries to capture our our attention and throw distractions at us. How many shiny objects are out there that that try to distract us from this one thing? In the Gospel of Luke, we read a great little story, uh, the story of Mary and Martha. You've probably heard it before. It's an interesting thing about this story to me is that both Mary and Martha were with Jesus. One chose, though, to worry and fret, focused on everything around Jesus except Jesus. And one chose to sit at the Master's feet. Let's, let's read it, Luke 10, 41 and 42. Uh, this is Martha had said, hey, Jesus, Mary's not doing anything. You need to, you know, tell her to do something. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are so upset over all these details. There is really only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and I won't take it away from her. You should go back and read that whole story. But I love that, that idea, that image. Mary has discovered this one thing, and it makes all the difference in the world. Who are you going to live like, Martha or Mary? Mary? What is the one thing that you're living for? We are so often distracted by so many things. What I think is fascinating, again, about this story is that both of them are with Jesus, but one is truly focused on Jesus, and the other is focused on everything else around Jesus. We need to be focused on Jesus, this one thing. In fact, in the Gospel of Mark, we read one of the saddest stories in all the Gospels. Uh, I don't know if you recall the story. It's of a, a rich young ruler who comes up to Jesus and, and asks him what must he do to inherit eternal life? Remember the story? And Jesus responds to him. He says, hey, keep the commandments. And and the the man says, I, I have. W- which commandments should I keep? And, and Jesus lists off, off the commandments and And then he says, there's there's one thing you lack. In fact, Mark 10, 21, he says this. Jesus felt genuine love for the man as he looked at him. And he said, you lack only one thing. He told him, go and sell all you have, give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. This man had everything he thought he needed. Wealth, prestige, The world was seemingly at his fingertips, but he went away sad, not with joy and peace. He walked away from his destiny. You see, Jesus could look into the soul of this man and see that his destiny was to follow Jesus and to be faithful, to to put all his focus on this one thing. But because he was distracted by all of his wealth, he couldn't live into his destiny. And he walked away from his true identity and his true destiny. Jesus gave him a choice. He, he showed him who he could truly be, someone incredibly great in the eyes of the kingdom. But he walked away sad. You know, so often we are distracted by good things. And we forget the great, the one thing. He lacked that one thing. All these other things bided for his attention and he walked away from Jesus. At the end of my life, I don't wanna be like this rich man who goes away sad instead of living into his destiny, instead of living like the psalmist, Psalm 27, for I love this, this verse, it says this, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. I love that. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. It's King David who wrote this. He is, He's so focused on Jesus, on God, on dwelling with God. What are you seeking? What is that one thing you are living for? What are you chasing after? What are you running for? The Apostle Paul writes in, Philippians for us to focus all of our energies on this one thing straining to reach the prize for Christ Philippians 3:13 and 14 great great verse he says this no dear friends i am still not all i should be i like that still not all i should be but i'm focusing all my energies on this one thing forgetting the past and looking toward what lies ahead I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Jesus Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. I think this, in Psalm 27, it, could, it should kind of be our, our theme verses of our lives. It begins with this recognition. We're not all we should be, but we're straining after this one thing. We are seeking it with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and it tells us we don't have to worry about the past. We're just seeking in the present in the future, to be all that we can for Christ. Uh, It doesn't matter where we've been, how bad we've messed things up, what our family dynamics are, whether we're rich or poor, any of those things don't matter. Just strive after this one thing, ready to receive the prize. Such a great image, image of a race straining with all we have. You see, when we focus on this one thing, it gives us clarity. It helps cut through the confusion of life. It helps give joy. It helps give peace. It helps us to see the world through the eyes of God. It helps us to love as he loves. It helps us to be content no matter what's going on. You know, in fact, Paul, as he's writing this verse, he is in prison. He is in chains. Yet he can write in conviction and joy and peace because he knows this one thing, Jesus Christ. And it means more than anything else. No matter what circumstance he is in, he is at peace. So I asked the question, what are you running for? Too often we're running after distraction or destruction, filling our lives with so many things that, that won't ultimately give us joy and peace, but in the end might even bring sorrow and shame. And all really are worthless idols compared to the priceless joy of knowing Christ. C.S. Lewis puts it this way. I've shared this verse uh, This. Passage from Lewis before, I think it's so powerful. He says this, we are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants us to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. What is the one thing you're looking for? What is the one thing you are living for? Today, I I hope I can remind you that that one thing should be Jesus Christ. If you don't have that one thing, if you've been distracted, I want to just take a moment of prayer for us to to get refocused again on this one thing. Let's go to God in prayer together. Heavenly Father, we we do come to you like the psalmist, saying one thing I ask for, this is what I seek, that we may dwell with you all the days of our lives. That we, like Paul, are straining after this one thing to receive the prize in Christ Jesus. Help us, oh God, to live with this, this spirit, with this conviction, with this passion. That you are the one thing that overshadows everything else. And that we need this above all things. So no matter where we are as we are here today, we come back to you. It doesn't matter where we've been in the past, but we focus again. We refocus again on you in this moment. Come fill us, God. Come Holy Spirit and fill us so that we can be focused completely on Jesus, the author of our life, the corrector of our life, the one who gives joy, peace, love, hope. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I pray that you go out this week living for that one thing. God bless you.